Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth, the podcast that separates fact from fiction in the history of the Beatles. My name is Obadiah Jones. In this season's bonus episode, we'll follow the search for the real Sgt. Pepper that began immediately after the release of the Landmark album in 1967 and ended with an interesting discovery published 50 years later in 2017. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was originally planned for release in the UK on the 1st of June, 1967. In fact, it was Rush released on Friday the 26th of May. This was most likely due to several radio stations broadcasting the album in its entirety in the previous weeks. First, pirate station Radio London DJ Ed Stewart played a leaked copy of the LP on his show It's All Happening on the 12th of May. Then, eight days later, Kenny Everett was given permission to play the whole LP, minus Within You Without You and A Day in the Life, on his BBC show, Where It's At. A Day in the Life had been banned by the BBC the day before for encouraging a, quote, permissive attitude toward drug-taking. The song had already caused trouble for some radio stations in the U.S. with the Federal Communications Commission. The album was released in the U.S. as scheduled on Friday the 2nd of June. Once the album was out in the world, some began to wonder, who is Sergeant Pepper? Is he a real military man? Paul explained in Barry Miles many years from now that the name Sergeant Pepper was a play on words of salt and pepper. As in the packets marked with the letters S and P, he and Mal Evans were served with their in-flight meal on their return from a safari holiday in Kenya on the 18th of November, 1966. Paul said it is a rumor that Mal Evans came up with the name, and it was more likely the result of banter between them. Anyway, it was an invented name for an alter-ego band that would allow the Beatles to be free of any musical restrictions or expectations. Well, really, it was Paul who'd been on a train journey or a plane journey with Mal Evans and come up with this idea of Sgt. Pepper, and he was just kind of... To, to me, we were just in the studio to make the next record, and he was going on about this idea of... Um, you know, some fictitious band. Sergeant Pepper is Paul after a trip to America and, and the whole West Coast long-named group thing was coming in. You know, when people are no longer the Beatles or the Crickets, they were suddenly Fred and his incredible sh- shrinking grateful aeroplanes, right? At the time, there were lots of those sort of bands that were, you know, Laughing Joe and his medicine band, thank you, Wham Bam Mam, kind of group names, you know. Colonel Tucker's Medicinal Brew and Compound. So I just thought, oh, well, you know, if there was a band, what would be a mad name for it? The fact that it was made up did not stop disc and music echo journalist David Hughes from launching a half-serious investigation to find the real-life sergeant who gave the album its name. In the 10th of June 1967 issue of the music paper, Hughes reported on his extensive search and lack of results. With nothing more than the album sleeve to work from, Hughes made inquiries with many military bases across England, including the London Chelsea Barracks, the Royal Army Corps at Catterick Camp, the Queen's Regiments at Canterbury, 
the Somerset and Cornwall Light Infantry at Gravesend, and the Royal Army Headquarters in Whitehall. The press officer at Whitehall told Hughes, We don't usually encourage stunts of this kind. We deal in hard news, you know. To which Hughes jokingly thought, But this is the hardest news we've ever tried to find. Finally, Hughes admitted, Defeat. Complete and irrevocable defeat. With dying voice, we weakly croak, Will the real Sergeant Pepper please stand up? Although the album title was imagined, the album came with a page of Sgt. Pepper paper cutouts that included a portrait of a real military general, which added to the idea that this might be a real person. Two weeks after his initial report, David Hughes was able to claim they had found Sgt. Pepper at last. The discovery was made with the assistance of a reader, George Chapel, who worked as a doorman for Aki's Scene Discotheque in Norfolk. Chapel gave Hughes a photograph of United States Air Force Reserve Sergeant Graham Pepper. Currently stationed at Mildenhall in Norfolk, Pepper had been in England for 13 years. Known to his friends as Pep, Sergeant Graham Pepper was interviewed by Hughes and found the whole story highly amusing. I never knew that my best advertisement would be the Beatles. In fact, I'm thinking of suing them. Actually, I shall probably get James Bond as my publicity agent and immediately form a Lonely Hearts Club band. Although Pep looked nothing like the album cutout, he did, as it turned out, have some experience as a country and western musician and had performed with the Texas troubadour himself, the pioneering country artist Ernest Tubb. A month later in the 22nd of July issue, Disc reported that Pep had written again to say that he was forming a Lonely Hearts Club band that would mix country and western with comedy. By complete coincidence, and as an unrelated side note, it was Ernest Tubbs' version of Barbara Miller's song Pass Me By from his 1962 Midnight Jamboree album that directly inspired Ringo to write his first song, Don't Pass Me By. Pass me by, oh, pass me by don't you stop and make me cry Don't slow down to say hello For my heart might lose control I might show just how I feel That my arms might want you still I'll recover, dear, in time so Okay, obviously Graham Pepper wasn't THE Sgt. Pepper, but it makes for an amusing bit of trivial history. So then, whose portrait was used for the album artwork? Author and researcher Bruce Spicer credits his friend Frank Daniels with the discovery. In Spicer's 2017 book The Beatles and Sgt. Pepper, A Fan's Perspective, Frank Daniels, for some reason writing under the pseudonym Max Gratinsky, presented the real identity of the Sgt. Pepper portrait. 
Major General Sir James Melville Babington. Babington was born into a notable military family in Scotland in July 1854 and died at the age of 81 in 1936. He started his military career as a sub-lieutenant in the 16th Queen's Lancers in 1873 and served in India. He proved himself as a capable cavalry officer and quickly climbed the ranks, becoming an aide-de-camp to Sir Elvin Wood, then assistant, adjutant general, then colonel, and finally major general. He fought and made a name for himself in the Second Boer War in South Africa, where he commanded the 1st Cavalry Brigade. Afterward, he went to New Zealand to command the forces there. When the First World War, the Great War, broke out, Babington trained the 23rd Division of the New Army and then led them into battle in France and Italy, where he earned several decorations. During his time in South Africa, Babington had a portrait taken in full uniform by a photographer with the first initial C and family name Knight with a K. A painting done from the photograph was included in the 1900 publication Celebrities of the Army, edited by Charles Napier Robinson. It was this portrait that Peter Blake and Jan Howarth used and transformed into their Sgt. Pepper for the Beatles' album artwork. In the original portrait, Babington is facing to his right, his bare right hand resting on his gloved left hand. Blake and Howarth reversed the image so that he faced to his left with his bare left hand on top of his right. They also cropped the portrait and gave it a pop art treatment. The colors of the general's uniform were altered, and where Babington's mustache turned up at the ends, Sergeant Pepper's drooped down, more like the Beatles' own facial hair at the time. In a reading room at the British Library in London, I was able to view Babington's portrait in a weathered copy of Celebrities of the Army. There's nothing quite like turning the pages of a 123-year-old book to appreciate real history. So although there is no real Sgt. Pepper or no real person that Paul McCartney was inspired by, the search turned up two real people, one named Pepper and the other named Babington. Forty years before the first of the Beatles were born, James Melville Babington was commemorated as a celebrity in his own right and would die 30 years before sessions began for the Sgt. Pepper album. And yet his distorted portrait took on a new life as Sgt. Pepper, and therefore Babington and the Beatles will forever be linked, if, I admit, tenuously. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Season 3 of Give Me Some Truth coming later this year. In the meantime, I can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at gimmesometruthpod, and you can email me to gimmesometruthpod at gmail.com. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this season as much as I enjoyed producing it. If you have not yet listened to the first season, what are you waiting for? There's lots to be discovered, including whether or not Ringo played drums on Dear Prudence, the real opening chord to A Hard Day's Night, the date that John and Yoko recorded Two Virgins, and much, much more. So bye for now, and see you soon.